Welcome to the MLS Netboys show for episode three, and we have just officially hit one week of the season, almost done. What do you think, Chase? How's it going? Doing well, man. Doing well. It's uh, it was a really interesting almost first week. Couple games delayed, but super interesting results. Uh, my predictions did not go as well as I was hoping. Same here. There was some classic just MLS mayhem, I think, last night, and Hard to hard to really get predictions right in this league, honestly, but we'll do better. Probably not. Yeah, it was uh it was a it was a good week, I think, for the underdog teams, at least in our in our predictions. Yeah, those kind of DCs and those sort of teams like that you don't really expect much from. Kinda St. Louis. We'll talk about that more, but why don't we just jump in with the first game and kinda kinda talk about a bunch of things here. First game, Nashville versus NYCFC. Did you watch that one? I did, actually. Um, it, was a, it was a good game. I mean, we both predicted Nashville winning. You got the score right with a 2-0 win for Nashville. I predicted a 2-1 win for Nashville. I uh, I thought NYCFC would be able to pull a goal out somewhere, but I think they're still trying to reacclimate to this, this new team they have, not having their core from last year. But Nashville looked solid. Um, they definitely looked a lot better with Hani Mukhtar in the field, though. They they looked like a shadow of themselves until he came on and kind of changed the game up for them. Yeah, he was such a vital piece, especially for that second goal. Schaffelberg got on the board. He was active early from when I was watching. Fafa Pico was active on the other side of that win. And I don't know. I, I was impressed with Nashville. I wasn't impressed with NYCFC, especially after all the players. They gutted their team. But... I don't know. I think Nashville, a lot of people are expecting like them to take that leap and maybe contend for a trophy. I think this is a good start for them. Yeah, it was definitely definitely a great start for Nashville. I think um, Walker Zimmerman really put a stamp on it and kind of proved that this is his team to lead this year, um, which is exactly what we predicted. So it's going to be great for them this season. Uh, but moving on to Atlanta versus San Jose. The game that broke my heart. I predicted this to be a 1-0 win for San Jose off a of Jeremy Obobese header. And it almost came true until World Cup winner Tiago Amada decided to do World Cup winner things. Yeah, this is the game. This is the exact type of game. Whenever I go to a live sports game, whenever people just leave, if it's like a close game, just like 15, 20 minutes early, you see it a lot. And just to beat traffic or whatever, and then something like this happens. Two stoppage time goals. Both of them were great. Just They were just bangers. Free kick for the winner and then a shot from right outside the box. But, yeah, I was pretty gutted for San Jose. I think they've got a lot of people rooting for them this year. They've been miserable for so long, and I think they're just ready for some success. But I think definitely, like, it showed you that they can compete and, like, if they maybe just closing out games, I'm not sure, but. I liked what I saw from San Jose. They looked good. They definitely looked good. Um, I really like the way this team plays. It's so like fast paced on their attack, and they just want to get the balls into the box. And uh, it was it was really fun to watch. So I think it's on the up for San Jose. They're gonna have a better season than what this first week implies. Reminds me of those 2013, 2014 Caleb Porter Timbers teams. Remember that Porter ball era? The Porter, but that that was the season that we uh we topped the West, man. That's right. There's some there's some good Timbers lore for you guys. Moving on, Charlotte hosting New England Revolution, 
and the Revs getting a 1-0 win. Henry Kessler with an 89th-minute goal, another another late drama game. What do you think about this result? What a crazy week for just late drama. Like, there's there were so many games that ended with just these crazy last-minute winners. Um, but, no, a solid performance from New England to, to start out the season. Um, I mean, I don't expect a ton from Charlotte, and I think New England – I think they kind of they started the season off the way they definitely wanted to. Let's not forget a couple debuts in that game. One, Timbers legend Bill Tuiloma makes his long-awaited Charlotte debut, and let's not forget Bobby Wood debut for the New England Revolution, coming in as a substitute in the 64th minute. Bobby Wood gonna revitalize his career? No. <laughs> Definitely not. I remember there's this soccer store. You probably know what I'm talking about. I think it's called Back of the Net, the one in Portland by the Timber Stadium, or I don't know what it's called, but there's that there's that yeah. like soccer store right outside of the Timber Stadium because we're, we're Portland fans and we live in Oregon, and they have all this soccer merch and it's super cool. Well, they had like a whole Nike advert on their wall, and like there was four just giant like cardboard cutout players like on the wall, like in this little turf section in the store. And it was Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Neymar, I think Robert Lewandowski, and then Bobby Wood. Just <laughs> the four of them, the four best attacking players in the world. So, You know, that's exactly where Bobby Wood deserves to be. All right, Put some respect on his name. He's on a decline. I don't think he's going to do anything for New England <laughs> this year. But back then, that's where he deserved to be. All right, sorry. Anytime, anytime a Bobby Wood type of name comes up, it's just going to distract me a little bit. But moving on, we got Cincinnati beating Houston Dynamo 2-1. to one. Yeah, it's a, a solid start for Cincinnati. Um, maybe a little bit fortunate kind of looking at the stats of the game. Houston definitely dominated possession. Um, they looked clean. But, uh, you know, Cincinnati just has that quality going forward, that front line. just They're so dangerous that your back line can't really let up at all. So... That's what happens when you play against a team like Cincinnati with that quality. You give them some chances, and they're going to put them in the back of the net. Yeah, I loved Houston's offseason, and I was really excited for them, and I was rooting for a Houston, Houston dub here. And how about Hector Herrera with the assist, your favorite player? You're not going to see very much of that this year. <laughs> yeah, I think – yeah, we'll see. we'll see with Houston. I think going out, they were competitive in this game. They lost by one goal at Cincinnati. I think that's not a good result, obviously, if you're not picking up any points. But like hanging in there with a team like Cincinnati, I think is a. I think that's a good start for them. Definitely a good start for uh, for Houston. But moving on to a, a more interesting game, DC versus Toronto. So we both predicted Cincinnati beating Houston, which came true. This game, we both predicted Toronto beating DC which did not come true. That was a, a disappointing, you know, kind of stab at my heart there as I don't want to see D.C. doing much this year. But what a way to pull out, you know, the win for them. Yeah, just seeing the goals and the highlights and like a lot of – it seemed like one of those games where just like D.C. just had the will to just score and just like put the ball in the net and just come out with a dub here because Mateusz Klitsch scored and then – Bernadeschi and Mark Anthony K both scored to put Toronto up 2-1 and then DC two stoppage time goals. Another another crazy game where there's two goals in stoppage time. 
bring them from one goal down to 3-2 up. Benteke got on the board, and I don't know. I know Rooney's been having a lot of youth in his like game day squads too, so he's bringing the youth out. He got an exciting win over a... We're not really sure what to read of Toronto yet, but I think that's a, that's a great start for D.C. Yeah, that is a, a huge win for D.C., a very big uh, morale booster for them moving on in the season. I didn't expect anything from them. I thought Toronto was going to just steamroll them, but D.C. definitely kind of came through, and I, I see them pushing on from here. I still don't see them making playoffs this year, but we'll see as the season goes on. Yeah, there's always, I feel like, one team in the league that's like, Everybody thinks they're going to be garbage, but like they always do pretty good in the season. Maybe DC, you know, the Benteke show. If if Benteke puts on a show this year and just goes off and just bangs in a bunch of goals, do you think there's a chance he'll get a move back to Europe ever? I I can not, not to like not, a, not to the prim or anything, but like to a championship side. I can definitely see the championship. I don't know. I can even see like a, you know, one of those bottom feeder pre- Premier League teams, like a, like a Leeds or like you know some like next year if Norwich gets promoted, like and they're struggling in the relegation zone, like they will be. I can see like a team like that just picking up some bottom tier team just picking up like Benteke, used goods, maybe hoping he, he does something. But hey, man, he's found his home. He's got the MLS All-Star game in his home city this year. What could beat that? You never know, man. He uh, he might just pop off and, you know, win the skills challenge and leave MLS back to Belgium in flying colors. You never know. Would hate to see it. How about Inter-Miami beating Club de Foot Montreal 2-0? Solid performance from Miami to start the season. Um I mean, possession doesn't really show it being too much to really split these teams, but, um, you know, putting up two goals right before halftime and then putting up another one in the 76th minute, um, solid performance from them. They outshot them, 18 shots, seven on targets, just showing a willingness to attack and, and get shots on frame uh, against a pretty weak Montreal team, really making me rethink where I put them in the table. Yeah, I... They just Montreal just traded Kai Kamara as well, so it looks like he is leaving after all. Not convinced with their like Romel Kyoto was solid, but I don't know if he can be your best option up top. Yosa Martinez made his debut for Miami. Um, I'm gonna give it a go here. Kurpsitov, he's their new center back from sounds right. Shakhtar Donetsk. He's a Ukrainian center back. Gets a goal on his debut. Um. I don't know. I know just here's another random piece of knowledge. It looks like Kieran Gibbs has got his contract terminated mutually to join the club as a media role. So I don't know if he's going to be calling <laughs> local. Where did this news come from? I, <laughs> I saw it on like. How is this not pinned as the number one post on MLS Instagram right now? Yeah, you know, I don't know if he's just going to be calling games on like Miami, like local radio, but like. That guy was like a solid like Premier League left back for a long time. He was in the league for forever. Came to Miami, honestly, completely forgot about him. Like I don't even think he started. And you know your career's done when DeAndre Yedlin has a bigger name than you at the club. Dude, and then let's let's mention DeAndre Yedlin. 
Harry Neville, Gary Neville's son, replaced him as a right back in the game. This is the the Neville movement. One Englishman out, one in. Maybe a little bit of nepotism there, but I digress. Let's move on to the next game. Orlando City versus New York Red Bulls, ending with a 1-0 win for Orlando against New York with a Facundo Torres penalty in the 56th minute. Did you did you get a chance to catch much from this game? You know, I didn't. I we we both just got the Apple MLS pass and there were so many games on. I checked out the MLS 360, but when I was watching this game wasn't really on and I was just more intriguing matchups to me. I I'm excited how both of these two teams do actually, but I didn't really catch it. Facundo Torres gets a goal for Orlando. I know a lot of people are really high on Orlando this year, so that's that's good for them. How about Dagger Dan coming in at the 78th minute? Dagger Dan Thorhollison, best name in MLS. The signing of the summer, purely for his name. Uh, yeah, I didn't like you said. I didn't get too much of a chance to watch this game. Um, but just looking, you know, kind of through the stats, it looks. I mean, Orlando had one shot on target, and that was their penalty goal. So, not a, a very good attacking outing from them. New York Red Bulls, on the other hand, 14 shots total, four on target. So, they definitely looked like the stronger team when you look at it on paper. But Orlando, I mean, they got the dub, and that's what counts, and they're going to move on from that and, and build some momentum going forward. I was going to say, for Orlando, maybe that's like the exact type of game like that helps, helps them to build like a culture there because I feel like, to be a truly great team, what matters is winning those games by 1-0, 2-1, that you're the worst team in, but you can just scrap away a victory. And As a Timbers fan, I completely identify with that. I've seen so many of those at Providence Park. That's the that's the Timbers way, especially if it's any sort of knockout round tournament. Moving on, though, this was a, this was a fun one. Philadelphia 4, Columbus Crew 1. Off a... Of Jacob Glesnes' own goal was Columbus's only goal they scored. So Philadelphia putting five in the back of the net across the, the course of the 90 minutes. Um, Columbus seems like it's some growing pains for them. Still adapting to the new coach. Not really quite ready to make that leap yet. But it, it looks promising. You know, it looks promising. It looks like they're on their way. But having your first game against Philadelphia, it's never going to look good for any team. Philadelphia is just so strong, has so much depth. Nobody's going to look good up against them this year. Even if somebody squeaks out a win, they're not going to look like they're the better team. Yeah, and I was going to say, Wilfred Nancy's first game, this is a tough one for him. And I believe in our predictions for the season for the East, I kind of, I, I think Columbus will be a playoff team, but I think it'll take a little bit for Wilfred Nancy's ideology to get through um your boy keegan hughes though he wasn't there he wasn't in the game you know it comes with time all right he's just getting into the thick of things wilford nonce hasn't had a chance to sit down have a good chat with the young lad um just give it some time keegan hughes coming through a big season for him i'm calling it right now put a stamp on it we'll revisit that claim there but keegan hughes come on the podcast man Maybe, you know, we might use all of our efforts here to, to get Keegan Hughes in the podcast. You guys in Belgium and Singapore, we appreciate your viewership. We've been looking at our, where our viewers are from. Comment on Keegan Hughes 
if, if you didn't know, go, which you probably... Go to Keegan Hughes' Instagram and just start commenting MLS Netboys show. If you didn't know, which I definitely didn't, and I consider myself a, an MLS junkie who just knows obscure stats, Keegan Hughes is a center back from, for Columbus. Yes. Chase was very big on him for some reason. He was know. signed as a homegrown player this year from Crew 2. Um, Crew 2 had an amazing year last year winning the championship in MLS Next Pro, I believe, right? And Wilfred Nance is well-renowned for his development of young players. Keegan Hughes on the up. I'm calling it right now. I think that's about as much time as we can spend on. The, I will continue to bring up Keegan Hughes. The Keegan every Hughes week. Columbus crew. Uh, yeah, good win for Philly. I think that's that's all that needs to be said. This was a this was a big upset. Austin losing three to two at home to St. Louis. St. Louis's first ever game. We were really disappointed with St. Louis's roster. I was expecting not much, but I mean, this is only one game. You can't read too much into it. Maybe. Bradley Carnell, St. Louis's coach, had the boys fired up for their first ever game. How about this game, Chase? It was impressive how St. Louis played. This was uh, one of the games I did watch most of. And the way St. Louis um, kind of controlled their spacing throughout the pitch, their their lines were really tight. They didn't give up too much in passing lanes. Um, and, I mean, it took – a great effort from Driussi to be able to chip Roman Berkey to get their first goal, get off the mark. Um, but let's let's talk about the goal, <laughs> that goal. I think everybody who watched this game knows, everybody who follows any MLS like meme page already knows. Let's break down that goal. So Jared Stroud, St. Louis SC player, formerly of Austin, is – gifted a very generous back pass. I'm not sure who passed it to him. It was the, um, what's his name? He was a uh, Kip Keller. Substitute <laughs> substitute for uh, Julio Cascante who went down injured in like the ninth or 10th minute, something like that. Kip Keller sounds like a Star Wars like bounty hunter type of guy. But anyway, sounds yeah. like a like an NFL like assistant coach. <laughs> that, that's closer than mine, I think, actually. But yeah, Jared Stroud. Kip Keller just passes in the ball, just completely open with space, through on goal to Austin. So Brad Stuver, Jared Stroud makes easy work of it, scores. But, you know, it seems like a pretty weird play, kind of accidental play. But it looks like some people were pointing out, I didn't really get a good replay, but, like, apparently Jared Stroud was, like, calling for the ball, and, like, he had his hands out, like he was, like, asking for it. So a little bit of, like, dark house, dark art stuff there. He's kind of asking the other team for the ball that he used to play on just to confuse them. And it paid off. Look at that. You love to see it. You love to see it. Kip Keller definitely just blocked Jared Stroud on Instagram after that match as soon as he got back to the locker room. But you love to see I'm, You know, I didn't have St. Louis winning this game, but I'm happy they did. Uh, they looked good. Like I said before, their whole squad, front to back, they looked solid throughout the game. Yeah, I had a 5-0 loss for... <laughs> For St. Louis, I was I was going out there because of how lights out Austin has been in the final third. But you know one thing I hate about this though, great game, such a good game to watch, just exciting, good goals. The only thing so many people are going to see is that that Jared Stroud goal, and it's going to get put on like four three three and like Bleacher BR football. 
and every single comment under there is just people going to be trashing MLS. It's going to be a bunch of just Euro snob, like, Premier League fans who are like, this would never happen in the Prem. Just the dudes who wake up at 7 a.m. like once every six months to watch <laughs> Arsenal play against Burnley that they've never seen, have no connection to, and then they're going to they're gonna trash this goal. But, hey, man, I watched some goals from that Liverpool-Real Madrid game, and I saw some, I saw some bad stuff right. go down. All right, let's not talk about Liverpool. Chase is a Liverpool fan. Let's move on from Liverpool. Both of my prim teams that I support have been horrible this year. Anyways, moving on to our next game. We what a matchup. Dallas versus Minnesota. What was your thoughts on this game? Honestly... I didn't watch this one. Um, not an exciting game on paper at all. You know, not really. And So I didn't watch it, so yeah, I can't really say too much. Honestly, I'm surprised Minnesota got a win, especially without Reynoso there. I It's not a strong team. I think we've both agreed to that without Reynoso. He really brings the team together. But they won 1-0 away. Dallas, I think, is disappointing. Dallas, I think, is looking to take that next leap to – kind of compete for trophies and this wasn't a good start for them but good for minnesota honestly i don't have anything else i really want to say about this i agree definitely surprising minnesota got the win here but it kind of with my preseason predictions for fc dallas it goes kind of on par for what i expect from them i think they'll be a solid playoff contention team but they're not going to be pushing for the top i think they're going to be very up and down this season jesus ferreira was kind of absent this game they only had one shot on target across the 90 minutes with 63% possession, so they were just lacking to create quality chances. I mean, they had 11 shots total, so they were they were firing off throughout the game. They just weren't getting quality chances. And I don't know. I think FC Dallas will be a solid team throughout the season, but I think this is a good indicator of how they're going to kind of not be pushing for those top two, top three spots in the West. I agree. Next up, the last game on Saturday night was Vancouver Whitecaps hosting RSL Rail Salt Lake. And RSL coming coming away with a victory here, 2-1. to one. Demir Krylock, Justin Glad both getting goals three minutes apart, turning the results around. What do, you, what do you think about this result? I had no intention of watching this game, if I'm being completely honest. This, to me, on paper, looked like it was going to be the most boring game of the week by far. Um, but I love to see a Justin Glad goal. I'm a big Justin Glad guy. Uh, Demir Krylock showing that he's still quality and he's going to carry this team for RSL throughout the season. But I don't really have too much to say about it other than I got my prediction wrong. Yeah, I think for me, it just screams, and we don't really know too much. This is the first game, but just basing off of RSL last year, they were eighth place in the or seventh place, sorry, in, in the West. And I'm not really expecting too much for them. But I also the same thing about Vancouver. And I think it just shows like that Vancouver has a lot to a lot to improve on. Maybe some new players. They got their new goalkeeper started for them from the Japanese league, but I don't know. The J- Japanese Nick Romando, as you said. That's right. That's what I saw on Twitter at least, so yeah, no, nothing, nothing crazy exciting about that game. I don't think Zach McMath gets the gets the victory there. 
as he should, as he should. And we would have had two more games to talk about. Three more games, actually. Three more games, yeah. Seattle versus Colorado kicks off in about 15 minutes from when we're recording this, so can't really talk about that one yet. We'll mention it maybe next week briefly, as well as LA Galaxy, LAFC, El Trafico getting moved due to winter conditions in LA, and then Portland and SKC getting moved to Monday night, which is a game I'm a sucker. So, of course, the first Timbers home game I've gotten tickets to in two years gets moved to a Monday night, and I have work the next day. I'm still going, but not very happy about that. Yeah, it was kind of unfortunate to see some games get postponed. Um, Really silly to me that the L.A. teams postponed theirs all the way to July when Portland and Seattle just postponed it like a day with uh, far worse weather. But, you know, we're just going to not talk about those uh, those games in our predictions. But tallying up our points, um, as a quick reminder, we predicted the score for each game. Uh, the correct result. So if I, like, for example, I predicted Nashville to beat NYCFC, I would get one point. If I predict the scoreline correct, I get three points. And tallying up the points after week one, Jacob is on seven points. I am on three points. Jacob predicted Nashville versus NYCFC, predicted the scoreline correct, and then he ended up predicting four other results correct, while I only predicted three results, unfortunately. Looks like I'm ahead, but yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking because of that five nil Austin beating St. Louis City result. I think I should be docked a couple points because that was embarrassing looking back. Well, I did say Austin would win three nil in that game as well, so it's not too much better. Anyways, moving on to today's main topic, most important topic. We're most likely going to discuss all year long. Some of you may have seen it in the news recently. You know, really big news for the league. A lot of people are kind of up in arms about it. But all of the MLS kits have been released. You said biggest news in the league. I thought you were going to mention Eric Miller signing as a free agent center back to Portland Timbers. You know, that is some monumental news that I think a lot of people are up in arms about. But what I was going there for is we're just we're gonna go ahead and break down some kits we're gonna go into it there's i think in all the years i've followed mls this has probably been the best year for kit releases i agree they've definitely gotten the bad stereotype where it's just half of the jerseys are just a plain white jersey with like a like a stripe of blue like along like the waist or something and they'll call it like the pride of the city kit and they'll like show this cool video of like the city and like just people like playing futsal on like the street. They'll talk about how like that one line in the Jersey means like some big historic thing, but it's just another white shirt you get from Walmart. I agree. I, I like that this year when you're looking throughout the jerseys, a lot of them have their own really uniqueness to them and they have some movement in it. And it's not just a plain color with the three stripes of Adidas on the shoulder. I like that they, everybody kind of, it seems like they were finally given the freedom to really branch out and do something unique. And there's really only a handful that I would kind of put like at the bottom of our list, but we're going to go ahead and go through. I have all 28 jerseys that have been posted by MLS Hold up here. We're going to go from top to bottom, from uh, most recent to 
oldest, and we're going to go ahead and give them a grade A to A to F. Yeah, we're going to grade them A to F, and then kind of we're going to agree kind of on one overall grade for them, put them in a tier listing, and then we're each going to give our top three along with our worst jersey. But, yeah, I, I agree. Definitely, it seems like Adidas, you know, I at least like, and I think most people would agree, like, at least if it's going to be a bad jersey, let it be something, like, creative. Like, show that you tried and not just another plain jersey. And I think even the ones that I hate this year, at least they tried something. I will say that for most of them. There's a couple there that I see that did not try very hard, in my opinion, but we will get to those. So... I'm going to go ahead and throw this in there right now. Each one, I'm going to read the MLS caption for when they posted this jersey. All right, so we're starting off with the New England Revolution. Defiant for 2023. A new new look for New England Revolution has arrived. What are your thoughts on this jersey, Jacob? That's right, and we're going to do our best to describe it here. For those of you maybe who haven't seen, I want some in-depth analysis of this jersey right now. This is a white kit they've got like a red sash going along like diagonally across the body and it kind of fades in and out honestly i dig it it's like it's not too much going on but it's like it's simple but it's a clean it's like when people talk about clean looks this is actually a clean look not just some all bland kit i'm a fan i i want to hear your thoughts and we'll give it a grade i i agree i like that it's not just like the it doesn't look too plain like the sash going across kind of has this faded like lines going out from it to me it almost looks like it could have been a national team jersey when Bruce Arena was the coach if it was like a little bit cleaner of a sash going across which is very fitting um, but I, I like it I, I would put this up there and like I'd say like a B or a B plus yeah I think a, I think a B is fair All right, we're putting them in at B all Bobby, right. Bobby Wood winning the golden boot in that kit. That will definitely not happen. All right, moving on. We have New York Red Bulls, which I've seen a lot of people talking about this kit, and they're, they're saying a lot of positive things about it. To me, it looks very similar to another kit that we will get to later that has not had very much positive feedback. But MLS posted this jersey, Red Bulls New York. Can't wait to see this Red Bulls New York collab on the field in 2023. This is a collab with Daniel Patrick, who I have no clue who that is or what that is. Apparently, it's a clothing brand. Anyways, looking at this kit, kind of is like a weird yellow-blue color, and it has like a smoke effect to it. Looks as if they just took a white Red Bulls kit and they did like a little acid wash on it, which I personally like a lot. I think it looks really cool. I think it has a really unique look to it, but I'm curious to hear hear what you think about that. You know, I really like it actually. I really like when New York does like their the Red Bulls do like their blue and their yellow, and they kind of do something other than just like white and red. Kind of reminds me of like the Thierry Henry days where they wore like a lot of blue and yellow. I feel like, but yeah, I feel like people have made comments about it looking like it got washed wrong or like it's like sweaty, like that's what the yellow looks like. You know, it's not my favorite, but but I'm a fan of it. Like, it could have been executed a little better, I feel like, but they tried something, and I think it'll look good. Where are you putting this at in the rankings? I'm going B-minus. 
I would put it in the B range as well. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of teams ending up here this year because there isn't a ton of really uh, bad kits. But moving on to a kit that I actually really do not like, New York City FC. MLS posted this that said, Unite the Burrows. NYCFC's inner borough kit is here for 2023. It kind of has this interesting, has like the New York, like NY through the center with these weird, like almost looks like a tiles making it up as if it's like a subway tile thing. I want to say, yeah, it was a subway tile thing they were going for. I'm not a fan. And I just, I don't like the look of this at all. I I would much rather see them do something a little bit different. I understand they're kind of paying homage to their city. Um, it's definitely a New York thing, but I'm just not a fan at all. What What are your thoughts on this? See, I'm gonna disagree here. I I was same as you when I first saw it. I I kind of hated it at first. I it was a confusing look, but yeah, it's their standard like baby blue kit, and then they've got this weird pattern going on, and then they've got some orange trim. I like how they incorporate the orange more now, but I think for me, looking back at those first couple kits when they joined the league, and it was just like exactly like Man City, except for with an Adidas logo and the MLS strap. I don't know. It's it's really grown on me, actually. And seeing it in action in their game, I'm a fan. I'm going to... What do you say first? I'm putting this one down in a D. See, I was going to say... How about a C minus? Can we can we agree on a C minus? Let's put him in at C. Our first C of the episode. But yeah, that's definitely that's not up there for me. I'm still mad at them at the 21, 2021 MLS Cup though. Hate the club. Anyways, moving on. And I encourage anybody who's listening to this, um, pull up the MLS Instagram and follow along if you want to take a look at these. Um, even if you're driving, no excuses. I don't condone being on your phone while you're driving that was a joke but moving on we have the columbus crew up next i really like this kit but first mls posted this and said for columbus meet columbus crews all new look for 2023 i like that they kind of stripped it back they went with a black kit with a kind of gray like stripes going through it like this weird hexagonal striped pattern going through I really like this one. I like that it's simple, but it also has a little bit of movement and some unique look to it. I'd put this one up there towards the top. Yeah, you know, it's classic Columbus. They've got their yellow kit now. They've got their black kit. I know they were they had a gray jersey for a bit previously. And then, do you remember they had that really weird, like, pink and white and, like, light blue jersey? Oh, that's right, yeah. It was, like, the worst jersey I think I've seen in this league. But I feel like they're finally going back to, like, their look which is a good thing. But honestly, I don't know. I'm not a fan. It's, it's a little too... reminds me of like a weird like race car tire in the middle. It's like got these like hexagonal patterns on it. I don't think it's bad. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not super, I'm not super happy about it, honestly. Where are you putting this at? You know, this one for me would be B+. Plus. B plus. I, I was going to put him at like a B. So let's go ahead and think we could agree on a C there. I think a C is, I think I can see a C. I think that's more, more than fair for Columbus. Definitely not the worst that was released, but definitely not the best. Moving on, we have Cincinnati FC MLS saying, putting the drip in drip. 
FC Cincinnati's River Kit is here for 2023. I didn't take a look at this kit too much before this podcast. I do not like it. I'm not a fan either. You know, I they were apparently going for like this river look for one of the rivers in the city, but this for me is just like the exact opposite of like a good execution. Like I feel like with NYC, they tried to do their subway tile stadium. I know you didn't really care for that one, but at least I feel like they paid homage to their city the right way. Honestly, I find it kind of tacky sometimes when they just make like the whole identity some random landmark that most people probably don't care about. I feel like if they just make the jersey look good, that's a better move. But what do you, what do you think about that one? You want to describe that one? Essentially, they went with like a classic FC Cincinnati kit, like a lighter blue torso with the dark blue shoulders and sleeves with the orange trim. And then they took this weird like water splash and made like a sash out of it from the, you know, from shoulder to kind of mid torso. But it looks like somebody made it in clip art. Like somebody took like a clip art, like water splash and just like colored it blue and then threw it across this kit. And then everything else about it is completely plain. MLS tries to do like these smaller pictures where they highlight the details and the details is like literally just a patch that says Cincinnati, which just to me looks silly. I, I would put this in like a D category. I agree. It's not like the worst here, but it's definitely not good. I think this is definitely one of one of the worst. But, you know, blue and orange, Cincinnati, they've got such a cool, like, I feel like a color scheme you don't see just at all in football across the world. And, man, I wish they used that orange more. I, I wish, too. That it's like another team. It's like a New York City FC, that blue and orange. But I like the darker blue from Cincinnati better. I think it lends itself better. But they just haven't had a really nice kit yet. But anyways, moving on to a bigger MLS team in the Colorado Rapids. MLS posts this saying, Bigger than the game, Colorado Rapids unveil the New Day kit with a focus on rising above the stigma behind mental health struggles. I didn't know about the mental health aspect behind this kit, and I already liked it beforehand. But this is definitely a really cool kit. It kind of gives off like an origami vibe to me. It's like this white with light blue and a little bit darker blue, kind of like geometrical like shapes across it, and it looks as if it's been like folded in different ways. I don't say this much with Colorado Rapids anything, but this is like this is like a knock out of the park, like. It's got a mental health awareness. I think that's a good cause you don't really see much about. And, yeah, it's got these, like, geometric shapes. It's like a light blue. It's got, like, an orange trim down, like, the sides and a little bit of red. I really like it. Colorado's got a good color scheme, I think, in general. They've got that, like, powder blue with, like, the burgundy. It's, like, Aston Villa-esque kind of that color scheme you see over there a lot in, like, Europe. But... They've got the look nailed down in MLS. I think their home kit is class now that they've got that baby blue and like burgundy. And this away kit, that's one of my favorite ones of the year. I really like it. I, I really like it too. And one thing that I think is a small detail that's going overlooked by a lot of people is the fact that they changed the color of their crest actually to match the jersey. They made it that light blue. And then they have all these shapes kind of like coming out from the crest. I think it's just a really clean look. I put this at the top of the list so far in, in the A category. I agree. I was thinking A as well, but that's a that's a good detail because so many times I feel like you have a club who does a jersey where it's like a, a not normal color scheme for them, 
but then they just leave the badge the same, and it just totally ruins the look. I know Portland's done that a bunch, I feel like, where they'll have, like, before they were more gold, when they were more like that yellow and green, and they would have, like, this yellow and green badge just on, like, a kit. Um, that, red like, kit or something? Or like, like, on, like, a dark green kit when they had third kits. And small detail, but really important. Yeah. All right, moving on to Austin FC. MLS posts this kit saying, Many voices, one look to bring them together. Meet Austin FC's Las Voces kit for 2023. I hate this kit. <laughs> it looks so. It looked better in their game, but that's from a camera that's like like 100 yards away. This This looks terrible. You know, I agree. And it's sad because... I like their mint jersey they have. I like their jersey last year a lot. It reminded me of Atlanta. Just like green and black is a good color scheme. I've wanted the Timbers to do a black and green kit for so long. But there's just way too much going on. They've got, yeah, the black and green stripes. But instead of just doing one pattern like a normal human being, they decided let's take on the Windows XP computer as many different just line patterns as we can. We'll go big on one sleeve. We'll go tiny lines on the other. It looks like static on a TV. It's just way too much going on. It looks like they were trying to just do one striped kit, and they had made up all these different like mocks of like different like sizes of stripes, and then somebody just came in and cut up a bunch of different jerseys and like sewed together this like monstrosity. It looks terrible. Reminds me of that. What you just said reminds me of that Man City kit from like four or five years ago. Remember that? It was like it was literally what you just described. It was like a piece of like every one of like their away kits from like oh, the last five right. years. It was like purple and like white and like yeah, it yellow. Terrible. It was disgusting. That's what yeah, that's what this reminds me of. It's just shame on you, Austin. I'm putting this in the D category. Not F? I I would be I would be persuaded to put it in F. Is that where you're dropping them? Um you know what? Maybe D actually. It's hard to mess up green and black. If it was any other color, I feel like it would be an F. But. And I think the fact that when it's from a distance, you can't tell that it's a bunch of different lines. It just looks like a nice green and black jersey. And then once you get up close, it's like, oh my gosh, what, what happened to your jersey? But anyways, moving on, we have Atlanta United up next. MLS posts them saying, back where it began for Atlanta United, the five stripes are ready for 2023. A lot of people are really up on this. A lot of people really like the original Atlanta kit. I just find it bo- like really boring. So many teams throughout history have done this same exact look. I know Atlanta won their first MLS Cup in it. It's been burned into my memory. Um, but I just the gold trim is kind of the only thing that's keeping this from being like a bottom of the bottom of the list here. See. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I think it's really boring. It's pretty much identical to their first kit. I think that's a good look, at least in the league. It's it's unique for us. I know the Metro Stars, Red Bulls, as of now, had a jersey that was kind of similar, but I think it's a good identity for the league. It's just It's just pretty much the same jersey. I think creativity points go down. At least I will say... They had a couple of jersey cycles in between where it wasn't like the same thing. But I think if they can use that look but implement something fresh with it, I think that would be the best of both worlds. You know what would be really cool is if they just did red and black and a bunch of different size striped patches all over the jersey. 
just like Austin. <laughs> you know what would be really cool is if it came out that all the entire 2018 Atlanta United team was using steroids so we would get the trophy back in Portland. Same thing with the uh, 2021 NYCFC kit. We can I still mean, team. Have... Anyway. Yeah, moving on. Um, well, we didn't rank that one, sir. Oh, gosh. That's right. Just, I don't know, man. Too boring? It's too boring. It To me, it just looks like they're trying. I think they're going to stick with this look with their home kit for a while. And I think they're going to try and become like these, you know, like European teams like Liverpool, like Man United. They have like their home kit and it never really varies. It's just like the same thing. And I think that's what they're going to do. They're gonna try and build a brand, build an image, but for me, it's just boring. I don't like it. I'm gonna, I would put them in like a C or a D. I'm thinking C because I think it's a good look, but you're right, it is boring. But I'm, I'm a fan personally about like a team having an identity with a jersey. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's makes them ne- recognizable, especially you know going forward with uh, where the league is growing. I think it's, it's a good look for them overall. I'm just not a huge fan. But moving on. To Philadelphia United, MLS posts this saying, all love for Philly, meet Philly Union's new look for 2023. And I love this kit, this like kind of light gold, tan, and blue camo they have going. And then to stray away from their badge and to just go with the snake where the badge should be, and then they go ahead and put the badge like really small on the back of the neck, I think is a really nice touch. They just go with the minimalist Adidas logo on the other side of the chest. I I love this jersey. I think all around it's a great jersey. Yeah, normally I hate when clubs do like the minimalist and they just change the badge for no reason. There's a really bad example I feel like of this coming up. Um, but you're right. They got that brown kind of tan look, and I really like that look for Philly. And it's got this camo pattern. They used to have brown kits, I want to say maybe around 2011. They had these and brown kits but i think what's key for me is they don't have that disgusting ugly bimbo logo right <laughs> i love bimbo snacks dude but it was the worst jersey sponsor they had that white and red bimbo logo just right in the middle of their dark blue brown jerseys that's where awful. i think that's a that's a whole nother discussion for another day but i feel like sponsorship should have their colors changed when they're put on a jersey they should Definitely. similar to what we were talking about with the colorado um crest being changed to match the jersey i think it just makes the jersey look better um but i don't know i mean i'm not a executive at bimbo so i can't speak to that but i would put this philadelphia jersey i'd put them in at an a I'd, I'd give them an a i was thinking a as well yeah that's a it's a solid kit honestly i like it better than their their lightning bolt yellow and blue kit from last year. I know that one was pretty popular too. I agree. Um, yet again, Philadelphia is dominating the league in every aspect now. Till Gareth Bale comes in at the last second and destroys this jersey. <laughs> All right, moving on. We have Houston Dynamo. MLS says El Sol. Red- <laughs> Houston Dynamo ready to hold it down in this sun-inspired look. This... I'm not a fan of this kit. You know, also the picture they posted of Hector Herrera <laughs> looking at the camera. <laughs> Dude, he looks so... What is wrong with this guy? You know... <laughs> man, when I when I see that kit, you know, it's a shame because orange is so underused and it could be really exciting, but it's just... 
I feel like Houston just it's the same thing every time. They, they, they need to do something different. Maybe some stripes, maybe a design, but it's honestly symbolic to me of Ben Olsen. They got the most bog standard guy who could lead their club and then to to write off with that they got the most bog standard orange kit they've got a little bit of a design it's orange and they've got these like very light patterns going through but it's like a bunch of little squares that kind of create this like gradient of color um i don't know it looks like if you had a uh, somebody play minecraft and just put a bunch of like orange different colored blocks on a jersey i don't know it looks I'm not a big fan of it. I'm sure it probably looks better in person, but looking at this picture and then looking at Hector Herrera wearing it, not impressed. I I put them at like a C or a D. I'm thinking D. It's honestly it's not terrible. It's just we've seen it so many times with Houston. I feel like they've they've got to change something up a bit. It'd be so much more interesting if they did like New England's jersey, but if they did it orange with like a black kind of like sash going across. I think that'd be way cooler for them, but. Anyways, moving on to the Portland Timbers. MLS posts this saying, Plaid in Portland, it just feels right. A new look for Timbers in 2023. I did not like this kit when it was first leaked. When I saw the uh, the concept art of it, I thought it looked silly. To me, it looked like one of the random like Dutch Bros like warm-up kits that they have occasionally. But after seeing it on like a couple of the players, seeing the pictures of it, I think it looks a lot cleaner. I think what it was with the concept art is the plaid was too bright. It had this kind of weird contrast, but I like that it's very dark. It's almost pretty minimal except for the the white lines going through. I like this kit a lot. Um, wouldn't put them up there in the A tier, but I I think they're they're a good kit. Yeah, we as Portland fans, I feel like we've been pretty lucky. We've had solid kits and i feel like we've had not really a lot of boring kits you can't say they didn't try with this one i really like it honestly my i have two critiques though on the back the pattern doesn't continue it's just like a dark green kit and i know they have to do it because of like the The numbering and the the numbering yeah for referees or maybe for cameras to see it better but man it would look so much better to me if just they had a a continuation of that pattern that's where it'd be better off as a warm-up kit because you'd be able to continue that pattern all the way around yeah exactly and i don't know a lot of people might disagree but i don't like the white and the gold i kind of wish they just picked one of those colors i kind of maybe wish the alaska Airlines sponsor and the stripes were gold as well but i think it's solid i where are you thinking b i'd put them as a b before, when I just saw the concept art, I would have dropped them a lot lower. But now, looking at it, I think I'd put them as a B. I was thinking A, but I, I'll settle on B. I think that's a fair fair assessment. Moving on to the worst team in the league, Seattle Sounders. Coming in with their post, MLS says, Honoring a legend, Sounders FC Bruce Lee kit has arrived. And as much as I hate the Sounders, I actually really like this kit. It's a weird kind of they stray away from their colors. They None of this is, is their core colors at all. Um, I might be ignorant to it, but I don't know what connection this club has to Bruce Lee. I know from what I saw, it seemed like he lived in Seattle for like 
not even a long time, maybe like six months. I may be wrong. I know it wasn't a crazy long time. He lived in Seattle, and I think he taught martial arts. A bit of a stretch. I think the Jimi Hendrix was more of a legit connection. But, yeah, I hate to say it as a Portland fan, but I really like this one. Seems like Seattle has, like, a tradition now of, like, doing these kits that don't really have anything to do with their colors. I remember they did, like, a, a black and, like, a neon green. And then they did that black and pink one. And then they did the Jimi Hendrix kit. Honestly, I hated the Jimi Hendrix kit. I thought that one, there was way too much going on. But this one, I think they hit it out of the park. I really like it. I like this kit a lot. And I can't wait for when they play Portland in Seattle and we make the trek up there. They're going to have some random like Bruce Lee night or something. And Timbers are just going to stomp them like 3-0 that night. Got the fish. Anyways, moving on. Uh, to Charlotte FC. Oh, we didn't give them a grade, did we? All right. That's a classic Portland fan over here. Both let's, of us. Let's go back to Seattle. Uh, just get it over with. I think they're an A. I think they're an A. I think they're B. Okay. I'm more than happy to drop them to B. Put them in B. <laughs> I think they're good, but if I were looking at this kit and it was just you know Alaskan Airlines on it and it had a Timbers logo, I would buy. It. I would love. I would love that kit but it has a dirty little weird space needle badge on there. So let's move on. B for Seattle. We have Charlotte FC. MLS posts this saying, new jewel for the Queen City. Charlotte FC's latest look is here. And I know this jersey's been getting some hate. I actually really like it. I really like that they, they embraced the deep purple um, and then they have just the, the crowns kind of just in this faint, uh, like almost like a shiny crown kind of scattered around like on the jersey. I, I really like it a lot. I agree that it's, yeah, this purple and they got the light blue and then the pink. I really like this one. I think those crowns are just such a simple but like an important ad just to distinguish it from just kind of a plain jersey. I don't really remember seeing any type of soccer or football club anywhere having like this sort of color scheme on a jersey i love it it does remind me of the frosted wild berry pop tarts i know i've seen that on twitter you know what i'm talking about and <laughs> that's such a good pull i love that but i even with that being a you know a pop tart inspired jersey i i give this an a i i like this jersey a lot i think it's an a for me up there with the best for sure all right Moving on to Sporting Kansas City. MLS posts this saying, the hoops aren't going anywhere. Sporting Kansas City fans. I hate this jersey. It looks so <laughs> stupid. It's just the typical, just, I feel like they're just throwing it back to like what MLS jerseys looked like in 2013. It's just boring. It's kind of similar to some of the other jerseys we've talked about already. Nothing excites me about it. The color just, just it's just a stupid jersey man <laughs> see this is the one i feel like we'll disagree with most and i wish they would do something a little different i know a lot of skc fans on reddit and stuff and twitter have been saying they want their more argyle pattern kind of like jerseys from i want to say it was their third kits around like 2014-15 and it's a little boring i will admit but that blue that light blue dark blue color scheme with the stripes i 
think it's like a sharp like look i i don't know i i'm a fan of it it's not my favorite i feel like they could have done a lot more but i feel like they've got a strong different kind of look with them i just think it's boring i think it's just boring and when you look at the other jerseys that have been put out it seems like they just didn't want to put too much effort into it would it be different if cristiano ronaldo was modeling modeling that kit right now and i feel like if they got ronaldo they probably would have had a better kit they probably would have put a little bit more effort into it, not to damage his brand. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say a C here. I was gonna say a D, but I'll, I'll give it a C just because I, I like SKC as a club. Moving on to a controversial one, LAFC MLS posts this kit saying "New Look for the reigning champs in 2023," and I love this kit. I love the, it's like this kind of weird like faded gold color and it has this smoke effect over it and i've seen a lot of people out there talking about how this is just a terrible kit they don't like the way it looks but to me it looks almost identical to the new york red bulls kit when i kind of put them side by side they look pretty similar and a lot of people are hyping up the new york red bulls and they're not hyping up this lafc one i like lafc a lot more i like the colors they have a bit more i like the black accent I just, I like this kit a lot. See, I guess here's another one we disagree on because if they did it with any other color, I feel like if they did like a more tan or like a brown to make it more look, look like a camo or like a desert storm type of vibe, I would dig it. Here's the other team I was talking about. They simplified their crest in the corner, but it's literally just the same thing, just minus like the shape around like the, the little shield on the LAFC thing. And I feel like at that point, what's the point of simplifying it? It doesn't look bad, but like Phillies, they have a snake, and it's, that's just it. But LAFC is just LA. Yeah, I I guess I disagree there too because I, I like that they didn't do the badge because if they were to do it, they'd have to have this big black kind of patch on the sh- on the chest. And with it being such like a simple kit with just the smoke over it, I think it would kind of draw away. Do you remember those old Mucinex commercials when you're growing up as a kid where that giant, like, giant booger is just giant... down in somebody's, like, nose? And he's, like, just living there, and he's got, like, a bed set up and a dresser, and he's got, like, a job, and he's working on his computer. That cartoon character, Booger Man, is what this kit reminds me of. I'm not a fan. I don't know why they're doing a smoke smog kit in L.A. of all places. Let's, I'm just... let's redo the MLS caption, and we're going to say... <laughs> New look for the reigning champs in 2023, sponsored by Mucidix. That green color just mixed with the, the pattern. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> such, a, such a weird pull. I love Seattle's out here doing collabs with Bruce Lee. You got Nashville doing collabs with Johnny Cash and then LAFC with their Mucinex kit. <laughs> out here trying to raise awareness for allergies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, versus the, the mental health awareness of Colorado. You know, not a fan. Not a fan. The champions could have had a better one for me. I would put this as an A, but where where are you going to drop this at? <laughs> I was going to say F. It's let's meet in the middle. Can we just drop it at C and move on from there? Even that hurts me, but fine. I'm a I'm a hard A for this one. I I like this kid a lot. I would buy it. It was my second least favorite. Really, there's only I think a couple kits I like more than this one. Moving on to a really unique kit, we have Dallas. FC Dallas here. 
MLS post is saying, nod to the past with an eye on the future. Probably the most fire caption they've done. And they put a fire emoji. This is a really cool kit. I like what they did here. They do a, a plain kind of simple white kit with black trim, a little bit of accents of red. And then they have these kind of cartoonish like tan fire bolts that are going diagonally across the jersey. What do you think of that one? Referencing the Dallas burn before the FC Dallas rebrand. That's why they've also, another key detail, they've got this little fire-breathing horse in the corner. I really like, especially since MLS doesn't have that much history, when a club does do something like this and they, they kind of remember their roots. And now that we're kind of almost 30 years old as a league, when a club does like an old MLS kit or an old like USL or NASL jersey, I really want to like it. I just don't care for the actual execution of it. It's not my favorite. I love everything about it. I I like this kid a lot, and uh, I just looked up the Dallas Burn 1996 roster. Can you name one player on this roster? Jason Christ. Yes, Jason Christ. I remember seeing a lot of old Jason Christ. I went to the National Soccer Hall of Fame in, in Dallas, or in Frisco, actually, at the FC Dallas Stadium, and a lot of a lot of love for Jason Christ there. Respect. I, anyways, going back to the kit. <laughs> I I really like this kit. I like that there's this trend this year where these teams are changing the color of their badge. They went with this kind of mute, like just white and black FC Dallas badge. I I like this one a lot. Um, what what would you grade this one? I'm thinking a D. I was gonna I was gonna put it a B. I think this is a solid kit. It's unique. It's different. Um, I'd kind of put it on par with like how Charlotte is just this really unique kit. But I think we could probably settle and go with a C. A lot of C's this year looking like for us. A lot of average kits. Anyways, moving on to Chicago. MLS Post is saying, for all Chicago, introducing Chicago Fires 2023 kit. I do not like this kit at all. I think this is a really just silly looking kit. That's interesting to me because, you know, we're actually disagreeing a lot more than I thought. I'm a fan. I really like their, they had a solid like look before the red with like that white like stripe in the middle. And I wish they had like some sort of just mainly red jersey. I don't know if this is their home or their secondary kit. The centered badge is interesting. I feel like it kind of works in this case, but yeah, they've got these arrows and they're half red, half or not arrows, but more like hexagonal shapes, and they're half red, half light blue. I think they're called chevrons. Chevrons. You're right, actually. If it had a jersey sponsor, it would be one of my favorite. I think that hurts. I was going to say that. Just, there's this big white open space in the middle of it that just looks really stupid. Remember the good old days of Quaker Oats as their sponsor right down in the middle? Mike McGee days. <laughs> Mike McGee. That's a deep pull. Respect for that deep pull. This kit, though, I just I don't like. I'm not a big fan of the light blue. I think I'd like it a little bit more if they did a dark blue with it, um, which I know isn't their badge colors, but I don't like centered badges on jerseys usually. Not a big fan of it. They do the Adidas logo right above. It just To me, I'm not a fan, and the no jersey sponsor through the center just makes it look even worse. It looks like a, like a training kit. It looks silly to me. I'm thinking B. I would say D. Or F. Another C. C it is for Chicago. All right, moving on. 
to Rayal Salt Lake. MLS says buzzing about Rayal Salt Lake's new kit. This is another just nothing kit. I like the color of it, but this is just a nothing kit to me. Really? So the buzzing pun is actually because so I went to Utah to watch the Timbers play there last year and get destroyed. Utah is the beehive state, apparently. So that's what this is referencing. And also, do people in Utah even know that? I don't, I didn't, I don't know. That was really confusing because, yeah, I didn't know what the connection was. Because, yeah, every sign there has like a beehive, like on it, like for like, like cities and stuff. But they used to have like a yellow jersey. I don't know if you remember that one. It was like Kyle Beckerman days and Alvaro yeah. Sabarillo and yeah. like those sorts of players. But I really like it. The gold in their logo, you don't really see a bunch, honestly, in, in their jerseys. And I think that gold with like that navy blue and like the dark red, I'm a big fan. I think it's simple, but since the colors are so vibrant, I think it works. I really like this one. I'm not the biggest fan of how simple it is, but as I'm looking closer, I do like the color. And it's really hard to tell in this picture, but they actually have this diamond pattern going across where it's just like a different texture almost, even though it's all the same color. Um, but I think what will make or break this kit, which I haven't seen yet, is what color shorts they wear with it. If they do like a blue short, like a navy blue short, I think it would look really clean. If they did a red short, I think that would be a really big statement. If they go with the gold shorts and make it an all-gold kit, I would not like it. I think they need some sort of contrast, but I'd, I'd be willing to drop this a little bit higher than my initial statement. I'm thinking B. I'd, I'd put them at B. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, this gold kit, if they do blue shorts and then maybe gold socks, I think that would that would look really sharp. All right, moving on to DC United. MLS posted saying, full bloom, what a look for DC United. I love this kit. I think this is a really cool kit. I like that they're doing this cherry blossom effect that's kind of growing in from the right side of the jersey. Um kind of around the crest and everything and then they muted the crest and made it just black and white um, and then they do like a black and pink trim around it. I think it looks great. Yeah, I think it's really sharp and this is like the exact type of thing people I feel like are asking for. If you're going to make a white kit with a simple design, make it something something that stands out a little bit, you know? I'd like it. I just wish there was more pink. Just a little bit more pink. Not like a whole lot, but like I feel like with a lot of the teams like when they do a pink jersey like inner miami for sure and portland i feel like they do this really muted pink and it's probably on purpose but i want to see more pink yeah i i agree i think in the case of portland and miami when they're just doing a full pink kit i understand making it a little bit lighter so it's not it's not so kind of harsh to look at um and especially too when you're selling jerseys you kind of want fans to be able to buy it as something they can wear just out and about not have it be a huge statement but in the case of this dc one where it's just cherry blossoms on like a tree branch i would like to see like a little bit more of a vibrant color maybe kind of have it be light pink and bright pink on different branches um but i don't know i, I would still give this kit an a yeah yeah i can see an a okay i like how unique it is i think it's a good look all right, moving on, we have LA Galaxy. MLS says, LA Galaxy newest kit has dropped with a green heart emoji, a yellow heart, and a red heart. I like this kit. 
it's kind of a weird color scheme for them. But from what I've heard, it's the color scheme of the L.A. city flag. So it makes sense when you look at it that way. Um, I thought it was like some weird like Cameroon like homage kit or something like that. I don't know. But it, it looks cool. I like the just kind of deep, deep green with just the pattern around the collar and the sleeves. What do you think of this one? I want to like it so bad because it's been really popular. But so yeah, they've got the, the dark green and the yellow and then... What really ruins it for me is the collar and like the sleeve like ends. I really wish they just made it yellow and just made it like that whole yellow and dark green because that was their colors in like the early two thousands when they had like Kobe Jones. I feel I feel like it would have been a good throwback kit, but the red is a little too much for me. It reminds me like of like some weird different colored version of like a Bop It toy as a kid. I don't know why. It's like that nineties colors that don't really work for me i think it's supposed to be like a repeating pattern of their flag of the city flag because when you look down at the bottom right of the jersey they have like a little patch of the city flag and i think that's what it's supposed to be um but kind of similar to the utah like beehive thing how many people really care about the la city flag i don't think really anybody does yeah i it's not awful but i feel like I don't know, yellow and red together, I feel like if it's not done right, can be kind of tricky. Man, I'm thinking like a D for this one. I was going to say like a C-, minus, so I, I'd be fine to drop them down to D. I like the, the main color of the jersey, but it's just not the best look. And that being said, even the like these sorts of D category jerseys, we've got Cincy, Austin, Houston, LA. Most years, these kits would be like, a lot higher compared to some of these other ones i feel like that's true these aren't necessarily really bad kids these are definitely good kids they just aren't the best from what we've seen this year but moving on we have st louis sc mls post is saying all four city in all capitals st louis sc is ready for 2023 and this is just a boring kit with a cat food sponsorship on the chest the sponsor kind of ruins it for me there's like I've seen some small details that might make it okay. Like the stripes, there's like really thin black stripes, but that one as well, because they have two kits since they're a new team. They've got that pink and kind of it's like that dark red or light red pink kind of color with the yellow. I feel like the yellow makes it a little too much, but yeah, I think the sponsor is the main thing, but since the Adidas kits kind of phase out every other year, so they'll keep the home kit for next season, but the next year they'll have a new away kit so i think the thought process i heard was they don't want to go too all out on a jersey they're only going to have for one season and then next year we'll get a real kind of more unique away kit while they just kind of have a bland one for one year that's that's fair for now um one little detail i do like about this jersey is they i think they're the only one i've seen where they do the adidas logo where it says adidas below the stripes in all lowercase which kind of is a cool little detail that helps them kind of stand out. Other than that, I wouldn't rate this kit higher than a D. I'm thinking D as well, yeah. It's fair. It's not a very exciting kit overall. But moving on, we have Vancouver Whitecaps. MLS posts this saying, Uniting fans from all corners of Vancouver. And this is just a classic Vancouver kit. I just with boring white kit with some pinstripes and then a really big just dark blue stripe through the center. 
with their sponsorship. I'm really not a fan of this one. I really like Vancouver jerseys normally. I feel like the red blue stripe in the middle I'm not a fan of. I, I don't like the red in this jersey. Yeah, I don't Vancouver's, know why they added red to their kit. When Vancouver's like just the white and they've got those thin stripes, I don't hate it. And then they use that dark blue pretty well. I remember they've had some kits where there's like these little mountain designs and stuff like that. Usually I feel like they got a pretty strong identity, but this one is just And then I don't like their new sponsor. They had Bell, I think, for like a long time and that really like fit with them pretty good. And this new one just does not mesh for me. That is kind of interesting how these some teams become synonymous with their sponsors. And then when you see a different sponsor comes in, it almost kills the look of a jersey. Like, I can't imagine a Timbers jersey that doesn't say Alaska Airlines on it. I mean, imagine you have some random other sponsorship come in. I think it would just kind of kill the look of a Timbers jersey. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Definitely having a different sponsorship comes in kind of it's going to take a few years for people to get used to it and for that look to really come back. But what where, where are you rating this one? It's honestly not that bad, but just for the sake of this, I'm going to put them in F. Like, I, I wouldn't... This is probably so far the least likely one I would wear. Maybe St. Louis, but I'm going to give them a little bit of a break. But Vancouver, it's just so boring. I expect it a lot better. I agree. Um, showing again why they're the least important team in the Cascadia rivalry um terrible kit putting them in f next up we have san jose earthquakes mls posts this saying the new san jose earthquakes kit has landed and i really like this kit i like this kind of cool they have a really unique blue it's like this bright like i don't even want to say royal blue i don't know what color you'd call that it's like a bright blue and they do this really cool like kind of cascading black fading out stripes across it um, with the black sleeves. I, I like this kit a lot. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I'm a fan. Honestly, blue and like black just combo just really hits good. And yeah, those little mountain designs, I think they're really, they're really nice. I really like this jersey. I think it's solid for San Jose. Not one of the best ones, but like solid. Yeah, I would, I would put them at like a B or a C. Yeah, I think a B would be. That's a fair rating for uh, biggest club in MLS. (laughs) I was about to say the smallest club in MLS. All right, moving on. We have Minnesota. MLS posts this thing. Shining bright this year. This is their Northern Lights kit. And to me, it just looks like when you have a piece of paper that gets stuck in the printer and you have to pull it out. It just looks like the smeared ink all over it. (laughs) I understand what they're trying to do. I mean, I've never seen the Northern Lights. Apparently, hey, when you're in Minnesota, you can see the Northern Lights. I don't know. We gotta ask our buddy, our, our buddy Ben. He, he lives up there. He's a he's you know you know Ben's never looked at the Northern Lights outside before. Of his window. <laughs> that dude only steps outside at night when his DoorDash gets there. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Ben. Anyways, this Minnesota kit, I hate it. I think it looks stupid. They they do the same thing as <laughs> as Philly. Do we the uh, just the simple like the loon instead of the the full <laughs> instead of the full badge, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, this is an easy D or F for me. Really, this is this is my favorite jersey out of any of them. Really, I really like this jersey. I would definitely buy this one. 
if I had to buy any of these jerseys. This looks like a jersey jersey. you'd find at like Ross Dress for Less. That's what I'm talking (laughs) about, man. I don't. But the pink and like that weird, like distorted pattern. I don't know. I really dig this one. It, it it is pretty busy. Like I can see why people don't like it. Maybe like if the bottom was like a like a black or something, or maybe like someone like the contrast is kind of funky. But I think if if they did a black, or you know if they kept that pattern across the whole kit, like all the way up and down, it I think it would look better. Or you know if they wanted to do the northern lights, if they did a full black kit like a night sky and then do northern lights across it, I think that would look a lot better. But this just looks like I said, like a piece of paper that got yanked out of a printer. Disagree, I, man. I'm I, putting this as an F. I'm putting this one as an A. I guess it's a C. What a, what a kit, man. Dividing It's us. got us talking, at least. Shout out to our friend Ben as well. The Minnesota boy. I will not shout out Ben. Anyways, moving on. We have Toronto FC. Worst kit. <laughs> MLS posts the saying, new Luke. New look for Toronto FC in 2023. This is a stupid kit. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why a team that calls themselves the Reds and has a red stadium, they consider themselves the pride of Canada after having a gray and white secondary jersey decided for their primary kit to have a primarily gray jersey with red accents. It's stupid. It's, it's just... the worst jersey by far. This is the only one that I think is truly maybe vancouver as well this is the only one i think is truly a bad jersey this looks like a jersey that you're offered when you make a pro clubs team in fifa like you just you get the basic just stripe template and you just pick your colors and it just pastes it in there this is a stupid kit toronto you should be ashamed easy f easy f that or like a sunday league jersey that like you get from the local t-shirt company and then it's sponsored by a dry cleaner in town. This is an awful jersey. <laughs> BMO, the dry cleaner of Toronto. Yeah, screw you, Toronto. Moving on, we have Miami FC. <laughs> My MLS posts this saying, Miami at night. Inner Miami City new kit has just dropped. You know, going from such a terrible kit in Toronto, I love this Miami kit. I, I really like like a full black kit with an accent color, and I really like that they did full black, and then they have these kind of stripes of a black design across it as well, um, a nice like subtle little hint, and then the pink out like outlines on it are just a really nice look for me. Yeah, you know, it's solid to me. I don't know. Inter-Miami, I feel like for all the buzz their brand gets, they've been relatively safe with all their jerseys. That one's all right. I I really want to see them do something really ambitious, though. Like, it's a solid kit. Don't get me wrong. I don't have anything bad to say about it. But I'm really waiting for, we have a crazy Miami kit to kind of match the city down there. They're waiting for the Lionel Messi signing. Who? You mean the... Sorry, I meant Aaron Long. You mean the, the Argentinian Tim Weah? <laughs> Anyways, I'm giving this kit an A. I think it's more like a B. Do you think it's quite up there with the best of the best? I I would put it in my top five. Not my top three, but in my top five. I put it in that four or five spot. But I, I, I could be convinced to drop it down to to a B. We'll put it at B. We'll put it at B. Moving on to one of my favorite kits is Nashville 
SC. MLS post is saying honoring a Music City icon at Johnny Cash. They did the the full black kit, the black badge with just a kind of a gray um, secondary color. Um, and I love Johnny Cash. I love the the paying homage to him. I think this is a really nice, just clean kit. There isn't too much going on. I like that they do all black. The shorts are black. The the, the socks are black. I think the whole kit um, for that jersey is, is really nice. Yeah, and I think what makes it kind of pop out is from just a plain black kit is like that silver, those silver accents with the black. It's really nice. Perfect for Johnny Cash, the man in black. This is a really nice kit. When we're seeing all these tribute kits, since we've got Bruce Lee, Jimi Hendrix in Seattle, now we've got Johnny Cash. What's what's our local Portland hero from, from, from Oregon? Oh, man. Who would be the Portland tribute? I don't know. I guess it doesn't have to be Portland. It could just be an Oregon tribute. Who would you say would be a good Oregon tribute? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say... Lewis and Clark. The Lewis and Clark Oregon Trail kit would be a fire kit. With the trail on the wagon? Yeah. I think I think having the sash be like the Oregon Trail, but like the old Oregon Trail game, you know, like the original, that would be pretty sick. You know, I I, I would buy a kit like that. You know what? Let's let's touch on this again. Let's have a let's have a future future episode where we give our suggested best like person to pay homage to for each team and do a kit you're gonna just bring up some random usl player from that city dude matt sheldon becoming a pro all right moving on i have no clue who that is moving on our last one that was posted by mls the very post first post mls did of the new kits orlando city mls posted saying a wall of support behind them Orlando City SC's new look is here. Solid kit. Just boring. Just a boring kit. Just typical. It's, like I said like earlier, I think Charlotte did the purple kit much better than Orlando. See, I disagree here. I think we're so, we're not wowed by it simply because we've seen purple in the league for a while. But purple and gold, I think is really clean. They've got like a brick wall pattern just going through the front of the jersey. I think that purple and gold is really solid, though. I don't have they done purple and gold before, or has it just been purple and white? I feel like they've done purple and gold before, but I don't know. All their kits look the same to me when you watch them on TV. It just looks the same. I think it's solid, honestly. This is probably my second favorite. I just, I wish more teams utilized gold. Like, kind of, LAFC's done it pretty well. Portland's done it decent more recently. Orlando City now. I think a gold just kit really like looks sharp. I agree. Um, this this one doesn't excite me. I put it at like a C. See, I was thinking A. I think B is a fair place though. It's good, but it doesn't wow you. All right, we'll drop it in B. But I think we're missing one. The the most controversial kit that has ever been posted. Somebody apparently didn't get their kit done in time. We have Montreal. With no MLS. I don't like their rebrand. I think Montreal Impact was one of the strongest brands in the league, identity-wise. The the logo was so nice. The jerseys were fire. They had those black and blue striped jerseys. Changed the badge to a snowflake. They renamed the club Club de Foot. 
I'm not a fan of what's going on over there, man. I agree. Um, not a fan. From the leaked images I saw of the kit, it didn't look bad. It kind of looked like a knockoff San Jose, like what San Jose has this year. But I'm just not a huge fan of it. Not a fan of the rebrand. I just I didn't like it. I would put them at like a D or an F from what I saw. I was thinking C, but I can see a D. I would love an away day there, though. That would be awesome. That would be a fun trip. All right. So we have officially ranked every kit. I say we should run through each, give our top three, and then what we think is the worst. You know, I'm going to go, I'll go first. Top three, I think for me, Colorado. Okay. Then I'm going to go Portland in number two. Okay. Sorry, no. Minnesota in number two. I forgot about that one. And then Portland, number three. Orlando City, just outside. Fair. I, I'm going Nashville as my number one. I'm going to LAFC as my number two. And then at number three, it's tough. I really want to go for Miami. I really like their black kit. But I think I'm going to have to go ahead and settle with the Charlotte kit. I really like Charlotte's kit. That's solid. How about worse jersey, Chase? I really hate Minnesota, but it's easily got to be Toronto. Toronto's kit sucks. I, I definitely agree with that. I think Toronto's the worst, but for the sake of doing something different, I think Vancouver left a lot to be desired for me. That's a good, I think that's a solid ranking all around. So now that we've done that kit review, let's look at kind of three key matchups for next week. And we're going to start to just focus on some, just a few games each week instead of previewing every team. And right now we've got three games on the helm. What do you got, Chase? First game we're going to go ahead and talk about, we have Atlanta versus Toronto. Atlanta coming off a pretty lackluster performance, except for Tiago Almada just popping off in extra time. And then you have Toronto, on the other hand, which they looked like they had the win. And then same thing lost to DC United in extra time. So two teams that were involved in similar situations except on opposite ends of the results. Um I don't know, I think Tiago Amada is going to have to be huge for Atlanta again. He's going to have to continue to be huge for them throughout the season. Yeah, a big test for kind of Matt Hedges, Sean Johnson, that new look kind of spine they've got there. This is going to be in Atlanta, um packed house most likely. A lot of people are pretty high. I don't know. I've seen a mixed bag for Toronto. I know even on the MLS website, they had a crazy range with their experts of predictions. Some of them had them as high as, I think, third. Other people had them as like low as like 11. I can see them being a lot of places. I think a game like this is a perfect test because it's an intimidating place to play, but it's not a super strong Atlanta team, in my opinion. And, yeah, if it wasn't for Almada just pulling two crazy strikes out of the bag they would have lost at home to san jose and credit to them for getting the three points that proves what having a difference maker like almada can do in your team i don't know it's an intriguing matchup for me for sure yeah i i agree um i'm not super impressed with toronto's back line and um like i said before michael bradley's just getting older in the midfield i don't know i i think toronto might win this game but it's not going to be easy for them. I think it's going to be kind of a tight game. I could see it being like a 1-0 um, for Toronto. But 
I don't know. I think Tiago Amada is going to be a lot for for um, Toronto to handle through the midfield. But I just don't see Atlanta being able to pull off two last-minute winners again. And Toronto, I think after last week, they have something to prove. And I think they, they're going to learn from what they saw in the Atlanta game in the first week that you can't shut off on this team, that they can they can pull something out of the bag. And they learned it with D.C. as well. Another important note is Lorenzo Insigne last week, or, yeah, for, for D.C. United, against D.C. United, came out injured. And... Will he be back? We're not really sure. It's kind of early on, so we don't know if this is a long-term injury or if he'll be back this week. Either way, if he picked up a knock, is he going to be playing the same? I wouldn't imagine they play him, honestly, especially on the turf. That's another factor. I'm going to give this one, I think, Atlanta. That's a big That's a big game for both teams um, early on in the season. So I could see it going both ways. What'd you say? What would you say to the scoreline for Atlanta? I'd say like a two-two zero Atlanta victory. I can see happening. All right, two zero. I said one zero for Toronto. Michael Bradley Olympico <laughs> with the outside of the foot from the opposite corner, just like you try to do on our club team all the time on FIFA. Never works. Never works. All right, moving on to our next matchup. We have Orlando. Versus Cincinnati, two teams that I think both of us and most most people are pretty up on these teams. People are pretty excited about these teams this year. This is a fun matchup for me. Not real huge star power from like outside of the league. Many people would recognize, but I think two really fun teams in the league. It's in Orlando. They've got a fun atmosphere down there. Two kind of somewhat newer teams, and you're right. I think. People are high on Cincinnati. People are high on Orlando. And I think this will be a high-scoring game, most likely. A lot of firepower offensively. I'm excited to watch this one. I'll probably watch this one um, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think this is definitely going to be a really good game. Um, I I think it'll be a Cincinnati win, personally. I think Cincinnati just has more firepower than Orlando, and I think they're defensive, you know, that back three. Um, it's pretty solid. I could see them definitely holding off Orlando, but not for the full game. I see this being 2-1 for Cincy. I'm going to say 3-2 Orlando City. Wow. Dagger Dan. Dagger Dan coming in. <laughs> Signing of the summer, Dagger Dan. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think I, I give Orlando the advantage because of the home field. And I don't know. Facundo Torres starting off with a goal. I know he had a good year last season. Arsenal is interested. Maybe he's pumping up some stats and pushing for a move to Europe. Never know, man. Moving on, our last game, our last preview here, we have St. Louis versus Charlotte FC, the two new kids on the block. I wasn't expecting anything of them at Austin, and they shocked everybody. This is their first game at their brand-new stadium, hosting last year's new team. This seems like everything's pointing towards St. Louis for me. I'm not super impressed with Charlotte. But this seems like the classic game where MLS is going to MLS and then St. Louis loses off of like a Bill Tuiloma tap in like the 80th minute. Yeah, I I agree. I think this is going to be a St. Louis win. Um, just from what I saw of this team in the first week, they look way more organized than I expected. Their their lines look tight. They 
they pass the ball pretty well. Tim Parker's looking like a revitalized player back there. And um, just from what I know about Charlotte, you know, now that they have Bill Tulioma playing in that back line, from what I've seen of him when he played in Portland, he always seemed to struggle a bit more when he had like a big target forward playing with his back against him. And the this striker for St. Louis, what is his name? Klaus, Jao Klaus de Mello or whatever his name is. Yes, sir. He is a big threat. That guy's a big guy. Watching him play, I didn't realize until I saw him play in this first week, but he's a he's a big boy. And he knows how to use his body well and he knows how to play with his strength. So I could see him causing some some issues for Tulioma up there. And I just I think it being their home opener and the, the momentum they got from this first game, I could see them pulling out another win. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go two one two one St. Louis. Two one St. Louis. I'm gonna go ahead and go I think it's going to be a 1-0 St. Louis. I don't think it's going to be a super high-scoring affair, but I think it, it's going to be a solid game for them. Who gets the goal for you, Chase? The goal for St. Louis. I don't know, man. It's tough. I'm I'm going to – I really want to say Tim Parker because I just love seeing that guy get super hyped up. I'm going to say Klaus. Klaus de Mello or however you say his name. Klaus for the golden boot. Hey, man. You never know. Stranger things have happened. Mike McGee has won an MVP in MLS. So, All right, so that's going to be it for Episode 3 of the MLS Netboys show. Next week, hopefully, no games get canceled so we can talk about every game that would have happened. How about next week, Chase? We do our picks for MVP, Goalie of the Year, Defender of the Year, Most Improved Player. I agree. I think, I think going through those awards, the postseason awards, would be a good... A good thing for us to kind of go through and make some predictions. Maybe um, along the way we discuss some of the postseason uh, news that has come out recently with the new playoff format. Yeah, so that way when we when we give our predictions, when Alvis Powell does a clean sweep on every award, we can trace it back here, and it won't be it won't be biased. He's gonna forge his birth certificate to win Young Player of the Year. <laughs> Maybe not that one. All right, so that's gonna do it. This is Chase and Jacob from the MLS Net Boy Show. Thank you guys for listening. We've been keeping track. Shout out to the fans in Belgium, Singapore, and Wichita, Kansas. Kansas. That was awesome, especially from a couple guys from Oregon. That's awesome to see, so we appreciate it. Thank you, guys.